Chapter 13, Phase 1 If you haven't figured it out by now, this book really is seeking to answer the ultimate question, why did God create anything? Not simply humans, but why did he put the first atom together, much less a galaxy, much less a universe? Hopefully you're seeing that finding that answer isn't really all that tough. And then once we know the end goal of what God is doing, it actually becomes kind of easy to think through what God had to do first to bring this about. So let's think through it together and discover the chronological process. Remember, in your mind, since you're not reading this as a book, there are two rays that are joined together. One ray goes infinitely to the left, one ray goes infinitely to the right, and it is put together in the one dot. That one dot represents the amount of time we're here on this earth, not only humans, but the amount of time creation has existed. To the left side of the dot is the very beginning of all things. At the right side of the dot is the very end when Christ comes back. And then the right side, the right arrow, represents eternity future. In that dot, I want to suggest there are two phases. I call them phase one and phase two. The very beginning of the left side of the dot is phase one. It makes up maybe, I don't know, one-tenth of the amount of time we're here on this earth. But we're going to call that phase one. So here we go. Phase one. Phase one begins as God instantly creates all the angels at one time, as well as the heavens and the earth. This began on the very right side of the left arrow, or on the left side of the inside of the dot, which represents the beginning of time as we know it. These angels were created with free will. This is the only kind of worship that God wants. The angels worshiped him openly and freely. There was perfect fellowship. There was perfect harmony. God was being exalted and praised for who he is. Life was good. Being in the very presence of God, their insight was so great, it went well beyond a 60 on our made-up scale. If any of the angels chose to rebel, it would be a permanent rebellion. They would be forever cast out of God's presence, for God cannot have fellowship with any evil. Did they know this? Well, no one knows. Maybe we'll find out when we get to heaven. Of all the angels created, God created one that was greater than all the rest. He sat in a very highly exalted place in the government of God, second to only God himself. This exalted angel certainly had a deep friendship with God. He must have been completely satisfied with God because he was in God's presence. His name was Lucifer. How long did this go on? How long was the gap between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2? No one knows. It could have been weeks, months, years, centuries, millennia, or even millions of years. But as time went on, Lucifer's position of authority went to his head. He must have been thinking, why don't they just worship me? I'm perfect in beauty and wisdom. I want to become like God. Lucifer wanted to take God's place. When this pride filled his heart, he rejected God's glory and Lucifer fell. Now, there were two possible leaders or paths or guides to follow in the universe. It was now proven to the angels that they had a free will. Rebellion had occurred. The other angels now had a choice. Which or whom would they follow? A third of the angels followed Lucifer, proving that they too had a free will. These were probably those who were on the earth who gave him worship to pass on to God. Seeing those on the earth rebel as well, Lucifer was cast to the earth to be with those angels and having been the greatest, was now in charge. We gather all of these from the following passages. Ezekiel 28, verse 16, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, and 1 John 5, 19. 
Satan wasn't lying to Jesus when he said in Luke chapter 4, The devil led him up on a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Luke chapter 4, verses 5 to 7. Satan is the prince of this world and has the authority to give it to anyone else. Satan's Big Chance How long did God allow Satan to be on the earth with the angels that had rebelled before Adam and Eve first appeared? It could have been moments, it could have been years, it could have been centuries or millions of years. Which would be the best guess? The best guess would be determined by asking, which option reveals the greatest glory of God? Remember, this is first and foremost about God's glory. The answer to that question is, a long time. Why? By allowing Satan time to rule and reign on the earth, God was giving Satan a full opportunity of exploiting every avenue of his power and wisdom. This was so that it might be demonstrated that nothing good could ever come to creation apart from that which originates in God himself. That was a quote from The Invisible War by Donald Barnhouse, page 44. It was Satan's big chance. Since Lucifer wanted to become like the Most High, it would make sense for God to give him ample time to see if he could put one electron together. Could he create anything? Could he bring peace and harmony as the will of God does? When there was one leader, God himself, all were at peace and filled with joy. When there were two leaders, there was chaos in the earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. A perfect heaven and earth was now shattered as one angel had dared to declare that God's glory didn't satisfy enough. Lucifer couldn't create a thing. He couldn't put one electron together, much less create an entire creation. It was kind of in his face that God was showing him that his powers were extremely limited compared to God's. Unable to create or do anything, the rebellion was found wanting. With the rebellion complete and no chance of repentance, phase one was complete. God had everything exactly as he wanted it. He now had good angels to serve him and bad angels to be tempters, whom we now call demons. How can we say this was exactly as God wanted it? Remember what we learned earlier. This rebellion probably took place between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. And after the first day, God saw that it was good. If it didn't happen between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, it certainly had to have happened before Genesis chapter 3, verse 2, where Satan first shows up as a snake. We assume that the angels were created before humans since in Job chapter 38, verses 4 through 7, God says that the angels gave a shout of joy when he created the earth's foundation. Whatever creation day it was that the angels were created, note that on that day it was either good or very good. Realize what this means, men and women. Satan's fall did not take God by surprise. God did not say, Oy vey, what am I going to do now? It was all a part of a sovereign plan that God intended to happen from eternity past. Remember, God created Satan for his own purposes. We find in Colossians 1, 16 and 17. That purpose was being fulfilled. God was, is, and always has been completely and sovereignly in control. God then initiated his next phase.